0: you're listening to the journey to launch podcast you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought 2020 here we come T minus 10 welcome to the journey to launch podcast with your host jamila sufron as a money expert who walks her talk she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt save invest and build real wealth Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers! Happy New Year! Wow, it's 2020. It's actually this episode gets released on New Year's Day, so that means we are at a brand new year a brand new start and I know this is the time for excitement and being re-energized to your goals because it feels like a beginning and it is a beginning and so I wanted to do something a little special Um, I wanted to share with you something special I know that you may not listen to this on New Year's Day I get it maybe you're hungover I don't know Or you're just busy, but hopefully you do get to listen to this episode um close to when it comes out or just at some point, because I know what happens a lot is you guys find the podcast and you go back. And so sometimes you don't listen to episodes like a while until after it's released. Totally fine. I'm hoping you get some real benefit from this one. I wanted to arm you with the confidence and motivation and knowledge to have your best year yet, emotionally, mentally financially. And it all starts with your mind. And I came across this amazing book that I can't wait to tell you about. And so we'll talk more about it. But this is episode 133. So this is episode 133, if you want the episode show notes. So episode show notes, that's where I'll link like the book and just more things that may come up in this episode. That's also where you can go and join my newsletter list. So getting on my newsletter list, I send out an email once a week is really important because you really get the up to date information about everything that's going on with me and Journey to Launch. And so the podcast sometimes gets recorded weeks in advance. I'm not able to you know share things as often or in real time through the podcast. But the newsletter is really where you want to be because you'll get access to really the latest information and any tools, um, giveaways. Usually the newsletter here hears about it first. So go to journeytolaunch. dot com slash join one if you just want to join the newsletter. But if you go to the episode show notes page, this is episode 133. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 133. And there you'll be able to also opt in to my weekly newsletter. Now, I'm going to share with you a some just tidbits from a book that I just happened to find. Uh, I was at Thanksgiving dinner at my grandmother's house and she has this bookshelf And I mean, she's had this bookshelf forever since we've moved in. I mean, and I was like literally a little girl when we've moved into this house. And I've never really given it much like thought or looked at this bookshelf. But something said to me, let me just walk over there, you know, um, because she she has like all these like old encyclopedias. And like, I can see that they're encyclopedias. But I said, let me walk over and see what else is on this bookshelf. And I saw this like little blue book. And I said, hmm, the title caught me. It said, You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought, a book for people with any life-threatening illness, including life. So I was like, hmm, this sounds like a book I should like pick up. And I did. And so just to tell you the author, it's by John Roger and Peter McWilliams. And it's a pretty older book. I actually was looking at the year that this book was published and I don't know, it's it's older. So this says it looks like this was last printed or the one I the version I have in nineteen ninety. So it's an older book and I just thought how crazy is it that this has probably been here since we moved in, since I don't know, we moved in when I was very young. I don't know the age. Let's just say 10 or something. I am 36 now, right? Years. And it took me all this time to find this book. And I don't think that was by chance. I really look at all the signs that happened for me as on purpose, good and bad, because even the bad stuff is really all good because it shows me what really I want and what I need to avoid. And so for me to find this book at this moment in my life was very important. And I thought to myself, well, I have to share what I've been learning or what I've been reading that has been standing out for me because as we enter into the new year, I want you to be armed with the most strongest asset and thing that you can have that will impact every area of your life, especially your finances. So I know that many of you listen to this for financial like advice and tips and interviews and you wanna earn more money, you wanna be more conscious with your spending, you wanna get out of debt, you wanna reach financial freedom and independence. I wish that for all of you. The way you're going to do that is not necessarily all through pure action. Obviously, (laughs) the action is going to get you there. But it all starts with your mind and how you feel and how you think. Because if you're starting from a negative place, if you don't think you can do it, if you are letting your negative emotions and the reality of a bleak situation, if you're in one, hold you back, you won't get to where you wanna go. So I truly believe that the starting point for everyone to reaching any goal they have is really, it starts within the mind. And I am not even halfway, I'm like one fourth through this book, but I picked up 13 things I wanted to share with you so far that I think will be really helpful for you. So I'm gonna just go through it. Um And the first thing I wanna say is that I thought it was really cool that the fact that this says you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought, that it already shows how your thinking is expensive. The way you think, if it's a negative way, is expensive. And so the introduction says, negative thinking is always expensive, dragging us down mentally, emotionally, and physically. Hence, we refer to any indulgence in it as a luxury. So I don't think um, that I can speak for myself. In general, I think that negative thoughts are going to happen I think it's when we can see that they're a negative thought, especially like the negative self-talk, right? So negative thoughts and negative self-talk happens a lot where we berate our own self and we doubt ourselves and all these things. I think that to me, at least for in my experience, even as intentional as you you are going to be, I don't think that ever stops. But I think what happens is noticing it when it happens and, and readjusting and acknowledging it and being aware of it. And so I... Wanted to just share some more things with you that this book has basically like opened up. And you know, what's crazy is a lot of these things you kind of already know. And just like when I read this book, it's not like I have not heard these things before, but the way it said, and then the timing that it said, right? So for me to find this book right now, for you to be listening to this podcast right now, there's a reason for it. Here is um, just 13 things so far that I picked up from the book. I might need to do a part two or three since I'm not even halfway done, but I want to share this with you. So one. Worrying is interest paid on a debt that you might not owe. Let me say it again. Worrying is interest paid on a debt that you might not owe, which we can all relate to that. Since if you're listening to this, you've been in debt or you, ha- you have debt currently. And when you think about worrying and what we often do when we worry about things that have not happened yet that may happen, we are already paying the price for the event that has not happened yet. And so imagine you paying on a debt right now that you don't know if you owe or not, but you're just paying like the interest on it. Maybe you're not paying off the whole debt, but you're like, I don't know if I owe this debt. I'm just gonna pay the interest. What a waste, right? Um, It's better to find out that you owe the debt and then take care of it. And this is basically what they're saying about worrying is that if something has not happened yet, if you spend time worrying about it happen, you already, you already paid a significant cost that you did not have to pay instead of projecting and thinking things will go wrong and and really focusing on that part of things where then you give up a part of yourself, you give up your energy to that, then don't do that. So I thought that was really interesting. So that was one. Two, responsibility is not blaming you for what is, but taking responsibility for your response. So in the word responsibility, it has the word response in it. And I thought this was key because I'm a big proponent and person about self responsibility. And sometimes when people use that, it kind of comes off as well, what about other people and other things that affect us that we can't like choose or control. And this is not blaming. So my biggest thing is it's not about blaming you, right, for situations outside of your control. Especially when it comes to like um, our finances at a certain point, for example, not understanding or knowing about how to manage money and and I think a lot of the things in this system and society are really set against us, right? Like the rising cost of healthcare and college and uh, the student loan debt and all these things that are happening where we do have some choice, right? But a lot of it is things that we can't control, but now that we know better, right? So now that we know what we know now, what can we do about it? And so responsibility is not necessarily blaming you. When I say to someone, "Take take responsibility. I don't care like what has happened to you so far in life, but your responsibility now is your response to things because you can never control anyone or anything outside of you. And so a lot of times you go around reacting because we're reacting to things. And so the power and responsibility is your response and how you choose to respond to things. So I thought that was pretty powerful um, is that when you think about responsibility, don't think about that you're taking the blame on for things you can't control. That's not what I'm saying. Um, and you know that that's not what this book is saying. It's more about what is your response to that. And that's the responsibility that you have. So some of this stuff are just like sentences that I, when I read it, it just stood out to me and I wrote it down and then I'm kind of just adding to it a little bit. Okay, three, this one I really liked. Everything begins with a thought. Like every single thing you see in this world began with a simple thought. Even the big, like crazy, amazing things that you see in this world, like the big buildings, the skyscrapers, the phone, that you're listening to this podcast on, the computer, the sh- chair that you're sitting in, this podcast, every single, no matter how like big it is or small, it began as a thought in someone's head. The car, right? <laughs> the car that we know now, it began as a thought. Someone thought, hmm, there may be an easier way to get around, um, a car, all these things, right? Like, And they develop over time right? Because the thing about it is what we know now as our iPhone or as a hybrid car or like a Telsa and things that are more technologically advanced, like those didn't start out like that way, right? Sometimes the thought takes a while to materialize and to grow. It may take generations. It may take years. It may take minutes. But I think it's powerful because everything that you're thinking right now, sometimes you'll have thoughts pop up in your head. And I've said this before, that I really do believe that any thought that you have thought of anything that's come into your head is a possibility and it can be done. Now, it's not saying that it's going to be easy or that it's going to happen immediately, but sometimes you get visions or thoughts of an idea for a business or you have an idea or thought of a book or, you know, something, something in your head that comes into play and you might like dismiss it because you're just like I have no clue. But everything that you see in this world started as a thought. And really what happens is we dismiss a lot of our thoughts because we don't think it's real or possible or we get intimidated. But I want you to know that if you're thinking something, then it's possible that it can be done. Because when I look out into this world and all the things that have materialized that we think as major companies and brands or people and things like that, all just, that that's a thought. It starts as a thought. So it starts small. And I want you to remember that when you have a thought in your head that it can actually materialize and be something. Number four, be open to all methods, even contradictory ones. So every desire that we have has the ability to be fulfilled by any amount of different methods. And so I think often what I feel like I've done well in my life, and even with the podcast is if if you realize, I I bring on like different and varying and diverse thoughts and people because I learn from everyone. And sometimes it's contradictory. I had an episode where, well, I have a couple episodes where we talk about, and we talk to people who, you know, have built their fortune or master net worth through real estate investing. And then I have other people on the podcast who are just like, real estate investing is not for them, or home ownership in general, which is different if you're just buying a home versus investing in real estate. And I realize that those are different. But what I'm trying to say is that there's always going to be contradictory thoughts. Um, there's going to be, be people who are all about financial independence and investing aggressively, and that's what you should be going after. And then there are people who are just like financial independence and the thought process that you're gonna retire or not ever work again is ridiculous and stupid. Like there are people who think that. I never look at any one of those contradictory thoughts and say, that's it, that's right. I always look at it as a, well, that's the person's opinion. But what can I take from these opinions, these different opinions? I mean, my opinion is the most important to me, but how can I learn and take in and listen? You'll come across different tools that may seem contradictory to itself, and that's fine. You may choose to do something one way, but never discount or think that, you know, the other way is foolish or not gonna work. You just never know what pocket of information, what tidbit you can pick up that can help you. So I think when you have a desire, whatever that may be, a goal, be open to the different methods that may appear, even the ones that are unexpected, even the ones that seem ridiculous, because you just never know. When that method really may be the thing that that helps you and brings you to where you wanna be. Five, remember this is, I'm talking about, I'm just in tidbits from You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought, this amazing book that I picked up. So five, fear is an epidemic and it can be caught over the phone, reading a newspaper, anywhere. So you know like how if you had like a epidemic of a disease like and you're thinking about how it can spread, typically it's like face-to-face or touch, right? You can get that in person with someone. But fear can be an epidemic because the scary thing about it is you don't need to be in the face of a person, right? Or in person with someone to catch fear. You can catch it just looking on your phone by reading something or by being in a negative situation, right? Or just like the energy, right? You can catch fear. And so I think it's important to protect the inflow of information and what you have around you because fear, I think, is inherent in us. I think we all have it. Um, it's really just the courage to act through fear or to not let the fear overtake you. And so if you are surrounded by fear, if you're constantly looking like for the the bad thing to happen, it's going to make you fearful. So protect the inflow of information, which is why I always say find things that make you feel good. So if reading the newspaper, watching the news does not make you feel good, stop watching it. Um when the crazy thing is, I think actually some people are addicted to not feeling good. They're addicted to that drama. So even though they don't feel good doing it, they secretly do enjoy the drama of it. So I know for me, like I I avoid things that really uh, make me fearful <laughs> um as much as I can, because as a mom in this world, like everything at this point, when I think about my kids being out there is scary. Um And so it's really important for me to protect that because you can really catch it. You can catch fear as an epidemic. It can really seep in your pores and affect every single thing you do if you're not careful. The other thing, so six, I like this one a lot. Fear of rejection. This is huge. I think this is actually one of the biggest things that we all have that will stop us in life. Fear of rejection, because this fear of rejection that we have is not necessarily just like fear of rejection from others. I mean, it's huge, but it's also rejection of ourselves. So think about something that you want. Anything you want, whether it's you want to ask for a discount or you need to ask your partner for something or do whatever. And maybe it's you have a business, you need to speak, all right? And your fear, the fear for most people is being rejected by others. Maybe the person won't understand you, the person will tell you no, whatever that fear is, right? But what that does is stops us from trying because we're so afraid of the rejection from someone else. But when you don't try, something, because you're afraid of the rejection from somewhere else, what you're essentially doing is rejecting yourself. And in the end, the result is still rejection. So when you don't go after that thing, because you're rejecting your you're fear, the rejection of someone else, you, you essentially reject yourself. So the end result is re- rejection. And I think in the end, and this is what the book says, in the end, that fear of rejection, when it's from yourself, I think is the most hurtful. Because you had no clue really if you would have got rejected by trying, right? By making that ask, right? And you know, the most to me, people, what I've seen that have like done amazing things in their life and finances is that they fight through that fear of rejection from others and they have to ask the questions and they get the nose. And even if they get the nose, they keep going because that they are, they rather get rejected from someone else than reject themselves. Because I think as we keep rejecting our own selves, we create a miserable life. Because we live with ourselves day in and day out. We go to bed (laughs) with our thoughts, with our emotions. And I think a lot of us have all these unrealized dreams and what we should have done. And, oh, I should have did this differently. And so knowing that, like that, right, really, I think, seeps into your confidence and really is not good. The next time when you think about not doing something, it's really like you're afraid of what someone else may think or say and reject you. But by not even trying, you're already rejecting yourself. So think about that. Because I think once you get that, once you understand that, I think your life will change. I mean, I know my life has changed since really understanding this, even before this book, understanding that I couldn't no longer be afraid of what other people thought. It had to be what I thought that was most important. Number seven, preparing for death is actually living. So this was directly from the book. and it thought, it, it talks about how most of us are really afraid to die. And we are so afraid of like what that looks like. And so the book actually suggests, uh, if that's the case, why not prepare to die, right? Not that you should, you know, die, right? But it talks about everything that you would do to prepare to die actually prepares you to live. So think about if like if you thought that you only had a year left or a month left to live, like let's just say you got a call and it said you had a month left. How would you live your life? How would you prepare to go peacefully, right? You'd get your things in order. So one of the things was getting your things in order. Like if you knew that you had a short time on this world, in this earth left, getting your things in order, making a will, saying goodbye properly to the people that you care about, not spending time and wasting time with people that you don't wanna be with or don't wanna spend time with. You do all these like amazing things because you knew that your time was limited, and if you lived and prepared as if you were going to die, then you'd actually be living, right? Because all these things that like we prepare like that you're preparing for like to to not be here on this earth are things that you would take care of now. You would live fully in the present moment. So I thought that was actually really powerful um to think about in that way. Okay, point 8 is Focus on the positive, not necessarily just positive thinking. I really like this one. I mean, come on, I like all of them. (laughs) But I think sometimes the whole positive thinking gets a bad rap because or, you know, law of attraction because people, the thought or the naysayers, if you're going to the extreme, they're just like, yeah, right. So you're just going to think about a car and the car is going to like appear in front of you. I don't think so. But I think really what it is, is that you don't necessarily have to ignore the negative things and be blind, right? And like live in this world where you don't see reality, but it's like, you don't have to just only think positively. Like in the beginning of this, I said, I don't think that anyone is going to be void of a negative thought. I think what it is, is just that, You have to focus on the positive. So you just don't like think positive thoughts, right? Like if something is on fire, you're not just going to think, oh, it's on fire. Nothing. And you're ignoring it with saying, oh, nothing's on fire. Everything's perfect in the world. No, you're going to spring to action and put the fire out. Hopefully it's more about what can you focus on that's positive that's going on in your situation. I always go back to like work, right? And um, if you are like, have something about your life or like job that you do not like, there is there is something positive about your job. There is, even if you think that there is not and you have to focus on the positive or you're living in a hell, right? And so for me, when I was working and I had that crazy commute, two hours, um, one and a half to two hours one way, I didn't focus on the commute. Cause if I did, I'd like be in a living hell. I focused on the fact that I can listen to tons of podcasts, I focused on the fact that I basically could learn in my car. Like I just kept thinking about all the positives for my situation. And so that's what I really encourage anyone to do is like not just think positive, but focus on the positive. Number nine, take note of the negative, make a decision on what you're going to do about it while doing it, but don't focus on the negative while you're making like the changes to get in a better position. So I thought this was interesting because this is what we do, right? We set these goals especially when you find about financial independence and freedom, right? Like now you know that you wanna get out of debt. Now you know that in seven years or less or 10 years, you want all these things to happen in your life. Or you know maybe you realize that you don't like your job, whatever that is. But by only focusing on this end goal and and being negative about it, and then only focusing about the negative, like you have to now journey towards it, right? You have to journey towards this goal you have. But if you only focus on the negative, then it's going to be a horrible journey And so like one of the things you could think about is say your gas light goes on for your car and you're driving. And so, you know, you need to go go get gas now. Think about so now, you know, okay, the gas station is whatever, two minutes away. So you now are going towards the gas station. So should you spend your time in the car going to the gas station now? thinking about all the bad things that are gonna happen, like, oh, I'm gonna run out of gas. I can't believe I did this again. My, like I, I put, I didn't have enough gas. Like what, 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 is the, what is the point of wasting the energy when you're going to get the gas in, in two minutes? And so same thing with like your life and your goals. Set a focus on what you're going after. Chart the course and go after it, but don't focus the whole way going after it on the negative. Now, that's what creates a horrible life, And negative journey versus, okay, I made the decision. I know what's wrong. I know what needs to be fixed. All right, I'm working towards it. But in the meantime, I'm gonna focus on the positive or at least not think of and focus on the negative. Number 10, right now. Like this, this at one point was a future thought for you or future place that you'd be, just like the future you, right? Like five, 10, 15 years from now. Um, it's the future, but at some point it's going to be the present. And so this is why I always say do things anyway, because the time will pass, right? So doing the right or wrong thing, doing things that help you at least be in a better position later on, while it may not seem like a, you know, big deal or a lot of, you're not making a lot of headway. So that's why I say every little bit counts. Or even if you, you shoot for the moon and try to reach financial independence, but maybe what happens is you're debt free and now you're on track for a standard retirement. Those are things that like either way, God willing, you're going to get old and going to need standard retirement money, right? So you might as well do the right thing now to get you prepared for that. Even if you don't realize everything that you wanted to because the present will eventually become, like the future eventually eventually becomes the present. So you have to think about your life, your goals in that way and that every little bit counts towards that. Okay, number 11, the so willingness to do creates the ability to do. And this, I think, again, really important because sometimes like you'll, I'll, I'll hear it myself when I'm dealing with um, clients or people that I come across and you know, they're talking about things that they wanna do or that they need to do, right? Like there's something, there's a change they need to make and I'm like, okay, so try this. And they're just like, I can't. And I'm like, well, it's, it's it's usually I can't or I or really mean I won't. Because to me, there's nothing that you can't do. You're just choosing not to do it. I mean, yes, I understand there are situations where someone literally can't do something. But for the most part, anything that you, you're saying that you can't do, you just most likely don't want to do. And I'm not like saying that the reasons why you don't want to do it are not like legitimate. But when you have the willingness to do what it takes, you'll create the ability to do it. You'll find a way. And so I think a lot of people are really lacking the willingness to do things. They're scared. It's scary to do something different, right? Listen, it's a new year. If you've not been getting the results you wanted or even have not gotten it in the timeframe that you wanted to get them in, something has to change. So are you willing to do what it takes to create that change? And if you're willing to do it, your ability to do it will happen because you won't stop until it's done you'll find the different ways and methods. Like I said in the previous point about learning different methods because you'll you, it'll be a priority to you. So thought that was important. 12, I only have two more here. So bear with me. I hope you are enjoying this. By the way, if I said, or one of the points really stood out for you, tag me on social media, at journeys Launch on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I would love to hear kind of like what one of these things you're just like, yes, this is like what I need to hear. Perfect timing. Okay, two more to go. 12. In life, we either have reasons or results. So in life, we either have reasons or results. So if we don't get the results we want, we usually will have reasons for why we don't have the results. And yes, the reasons for not getting the results could all well be legitimate. So it's not to say that like if you went for this job or you went to try and do this thing and it didn't happen, that there's not a reason But I think when you think about it, it's just that, look, there's either results or reasons. And when you are committed to the results, the reasons for things not happening won't stop you because there will always be reasons and things out of your control that will stop or try to hinder and create an obstacle that you could turn into an opportunity. But really, when you are committed, you won't let reasons stop you. You'll keep going until you get to your result. The other part in this book that said, and I thought it was like really a play, a good play on words. It's like, we tend to really rationalize a lot of things when they don't go well. And he was like, rationalize, like, but think of rational lies. Like, so you have the word rationalize, because that's what we do a lot of times where we're trying to like, you know, or have reasons for why we're not doing things. But really what we're doing is rationalizing our lies. And again, there's legitimate reasons a lot of times, but you can't let those reasons stop you. Okay, last point, because I really like this one, your job. <laughs> because a lot of the the whole, for the most part, thing that drives us and where we spend most of our time is what we do for work, right? When I usually talk to people, even for myself, my ambition for wanting to reach financial independence initially started from like, I wasn't happy in my job. And so I think most people, they might you might not like your job or just not be satisfied. And so you just want the ability to, to do what you want Um, and not that you're not going to work, but you're just doing something you enjoy doing. In this point that they made, it talks about like, if you hate your job, either you change your job or you change your attitude about the job. One or the other don't indulge in negative thinking about it unless you're doing one of those two things. So if you do not like your job, and I think this can apply to life (laughs) in general, you don't like your spouse you don't like where you live, just certain things. You either change that thing or you change your attitude about that thing. One of the two. And basically by doing one of those things, like don't indulge in the in the negative thinking about it. Because if you're not willing to change it, then you need to just change your attitude about it. And so if you're in a job that you don't like and you don't want to change it for whatever reason, you can't change it for whatever reason, change your attitude about it and what you enjoy. Um, about it, because there is something, there has to be something, there's always a silver lining, um, the fact that you get money at all, right, there's some people without any, like job or money coming in. And so I always try to look at the positive aspects of things. And then along in that section, they had this wonderful kind of quote from William Edward the Boy. It says, the return from your work must be the satisfaction which that work brings you and the world needs of that work. With this, life is heaven or as near heaven as you can get. Without this work, which you despise, which bores you and which the world does not need, this life is hell. And I truly believe a lot of people are living in a hell uh, because of the way they perceive their job and a job that they don't love. I mean, because while you're working your way towards financial freedom and independence, you need to generate income. And even after you reach financial freedom and independence, you still should be doing work. Um, That you enjoy. And so while you're having to basically be on the journey, pay off the debt, save and invest, it doesn't make self to, sense to be miserable about it in the meantime. And so I think that's why I wanted to leave on this point about whatever it is that you're doing for what, how much of your day, like 80% of your day, because that's most time we spend for most people commuting and doing work, even as an entrepreneur, right? Like a lot of my day, maybe it's not commuting anymore, but it's still spent on Journey to Launch and working. And so if I choose to hate this, or choose to look at the negative, then it will be negative. It'd be a hell for me. And so a lot of this too, is like you have control over how you perceive and look at things. You have much more control over your life than you think. So again, this book, I'm not even halfway done, but I want to share these 13 takeaways and ahas with you because I thought it would be a good start for 2020 as we're entering the new year for all of us to think about how we can be more positive and not just be more positive because you know I think that <laughs> kind of sometimes, it's, see, I, I don't think you can 100% be more positive, but what I do think is that you can focus more on the positive. And as you do that, more things will unfold for you. So the book again is You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought, Share with me what you thought was like really interesting or something like an aha moment with me on social media. I'm at Journey to Launch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So screenshot, share it with me. Happy New Years! I'm so excited to be entering a new year with you. Excited to where Journey to Launch is going to go, where I personally go this year. Um, and I'm happy to have you on the journey. Any of the episode show notes, you can go to episode 133 on my site. So go to Journey to Launch slash episode 133. And until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers.